Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 26, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, it should be pretty obvious to most, but the first thing we have to discuss is the reaction, and we'll say thus far, from 448.90 to 450.25 zone that's been up on the board for quite a while. So just to recap it for a second, yesterday's high comes in at 449.46. They close, so yesterday's closing price, 448.91. No accidents or coincidences in the market. We know about that. And today, on day one from reaching that number, they have a down day coming down about two and a half points on the SPY. Pretty interesting nonetheless. Now, I know what you're thinking, and I'm not 100% sure whether that's going to be the top or they're going to surpass it and get to the higher end of that zone or range, but I will tell you it's pretty interesting to see them at least begin to or give the appearance of having rejection from that price pretty slick stuff regardless of what you think so what else do we have well when we look at the daily chart there's really nothing else jumping off the page at us it's still in an uptrend the trend is your friend until she sends you a breakup text there is some stuff in the technical parlance that would say that could be a failed breakout on our hands so they tried to make a new high they did make a new high but instead of breaking out on volume with institutional participation what they've done so far is they've come back in now again we don't know whether it's a one-day wonder we've seen this many many times they could be once again recocking the weapon we're not going to draw any conclusions we're going to take the market at face value today now what we also have is the whole jackson hole kabuki vacation situation going on i think chairman powell is going to give some kind of a speech tomorrow the market will obviously be waiting to parse the words whatever he says the market's looking for taper they want to know when the fed is going to taper what's interesting is the fed has to taper at some point they can't buy 130 billion dollars worth of bonds indefinitely maybe they can but theoretically they can't so the funny part is the market's waiting with bated breath when are they going to taper what difference does it make the market will tell you when there's a character change when there's a turn at hand you don't have to wait for the fed to let you know we're going to take a look at some other charts the 240 the 120 the hourly and so on but first i want to make mention of something else we've been in what we'll call a low volatility type of tape there was a spike in volatility as measured by the vix index today but that's not really what i'm talking about I'm talking about the bigger picture we've been in the summer doldrums also known as the dog days of summer volatility is scheduled to enter back into the market you'll get volatility in both directions but let's just say there's a bout of energy scheduled to come back into the market not necessarily tomorrow and it could be but it's kind of coming to a tape near you it's days away it's not months away and it's not really weeks away 
let's just say September should be interesting to say the least. Do we think that this could be tied to the debacle going on in Afghanistan? Now, I'm not sure. However, what I can tell you is based on what we're all seeing in the news, this is no picnic going on over there. It is a debacle, and I don't think it gets swept under the rug. I think this could be a snowball rolling downhill. It remains to be seen. I'm not a politician. I don't want to talk politics. I'm just observing what everybody else is seeing. I don't have any other information than you. I'm just looking at it through my lens and I'm saying, this is a freaking debacle. It almost appears, and I shouldn't even say almost, it appears as though after 20 years over in Afghanistan, we're leaving things worse than we found them 20 years ago. I don't know whether that's true or not. That's just the appearance. That's the impression that I have. There's a method to the madness. I'm not bringing this up because I want to talk about Afghanistan. I'm thinking that this could have an impact in a negative way in the market, not necessarily by something we're looking at today, but something else that develops as a result of what's going on today. I don't know that for a fact. Frankly, I don't know what it's going to be. I know volatility is coming back to the tape. And also, because the market is still in an uptrend, don't discount the possibility that they could still shoot the market up to the big fat round number of ES 4500, 450, 25, for example, in the SPY in that neighborhood, maybe beyond that, maybe not. But remember, those numbers have a magnetic characteristic. The closer price gets to them, the more they're drawn in through that magnetic force. Here's a 240 chart. Let's get a little granular. What do we have going on? Well, it looks like they're beginning to run a test or at least made an attempt today to run a test of the breakup candle low. Where is that? Right here. Candle ending 1330 on the 23rd. There's a little bit of a vacuum area in between the low of the breakup candle and the gap to be filled that existed from the prior day. That gap is at 443.37. There's another important spot on the chart, and this could be found on any of the charts. We might as well pick it out here. This high here is also important. You know we discuss this kind of thing all the time. The 16th. The high happens to be 447.11. As you can see... They got above that high, and they've come back to retest that particular price area. Now, on the first 240 candle, which ended the 1330 candle today, that candle fought that price. Why is that? Because on the first run down, you're usually going to find garden variety of chart support. There was a trade in there. The number was less than 447.11, but there was a trade in there that was really on the board for like two days. Inside the number, members were privy to the number. The number hit today. They were told the number was coming. The number produced a trade. Nice trade. Just to give you an idea, and we're going to circle back to inside the numbers, but while we're on the SPY anyway, you can see what happened. Here's 447.11. The number, which we'll get to later, was slightly lower. It was below 446, and you can see what happened. As soon as they hit it a first time, they had a rip back in the other direction. Just minutes later, the high was 447.91, so that equaled more than 10 S&P handles in a matter of a couple of minutes. How you doing? 
The 120-minute chart isn't really telling us anything different than we've already seen, and the hourly chart is just a rendition of the last two. The only thing different on these charts is there are more candles per chart. That's it. Speaking of inside the numbers, we might as well run through the commentary. It won't take long, and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. So, of note... Today was basically a morning session only. It's likely to be like that tomorrow as well on Friday. In the summer doldrums, dog days of summer, traders, people in the business that I've been in the business for a long time, we tend to use this time of the year among a couple of other times to get some personal stuff done. We don't like to be away from the screens, but if we have to be away from the screens, During the day, we take some afternoons in the summer to get that kind of personal business done. After the morning rush, the market tends to go to sleep for the remainder of the day in most of the summer afternoons, especially in late August, this type of summer doldrum type stuff. There's no need to stare at the thing going back and forth for hours. So we woke up this morning, a slight pullback, just a few points, garden variety market behavior. They hit an important spot as far as I'm concerned, so I wasn't really surprised to see them pulling back a little bit from that zone. Equally, and this is being the umpire calling balls and strikes, I also wouldn't have been surprised to see them up a little bit into the zone. Either way, there are no surprises in the market. The numbers we need to know. How about 446? 85 and essentially folks that was the number we were talking about it yesterday and right out of the shoot the first thing you saw at zero dark 30 was 446.85 same picture from before without the vertical line here it is you can see what happened they came down in a hurry right around 10:30. the low was 446.61 five minutes later the high in that candle was 447.91 nice trade It's a one and done. You don't want it the next time down. We don't take sloppy seconds. First hit, best hit. So here's what we were saying. Sounds like a broken record already, but they still haven't run a test. And my opinion is they should. And they did. However, it's not that close. And this was at the time. And there are other numbers higher that should provide short-term support if nothing else. 448.25 is one of them. And back to the pictures, the middle line is 448.25. They came down and they missed it by a few pennies and they had a little bit of a bounce back up. Then they came in and did it, but that took it off the table for me because I only want it on the first hit. And just like stocks on the move, when they do this little Macarena thing in front of it and they bounce away and they give you the minimum required base hit, for example, I don't want it anymore. It's just the way I roll. And then there was a little more commentary, not that important right now. You saw the big thing. The big thing was the number. Here's the service announcement. It was going to be a morning session only. Now, right before the open, and this is important, we had an adjustment to one of the stocks on the move. I know some traders might not have seen it in time. I get that. But there was two numbers that were adjusted, so there's really no excuse for getting the second one. We'll get back to stocks on the move later and then right at the opening bell nice trade on a and f for those that got it and there were several that got it and then a few minutes later painting by the numbers autodesk provided the minimum required base hit another nice trade we'll circle back to those you can already see the writing on the wall how the morning was shaping up here's where they came up short and they bounced away so for me that just took that particular price off the table nothing to do with the ultimate price that they bounced away from 446.85. That was my number. 
Another trade in ANF off the second adjusted price. How you doing? One more comment on a stock on the move. Any trader that had to change their shorts and DG, this is why we have hourly closes, went a little bit lower than the stop and then it snapped back and it did the deal and then some. But by 1017, I'm saying should work fine from where I sit. You have to read between the lines. I'm telling you it just made a bottom. Or at the time, I'm telling you, I think it just made a bottom. And then by 1026, here comes the test of 446.85, give or take. Nice trade if you took it. It happened so fast that you had to be paying attention in advance. And here's where I packed it in. And you know what? I was going to pack it in early today anyway. But guess what? By 1030, so an hour into the day, you've got all these trades under your belt. You have a bucket full of profit in your pocket. You take the money and you say thank you very much and you go about your business and you don't put the profit on a morning like that within an hour that you made it all. You don't put it at risk. Sometimes, and it's hard to do, even when you don't have anything to do, you walk away. Let's just say for argument's sake, today was for whatever the case is, everybody has a different account size. So I'm going to pick a number. Today was a $2,000 day within an hour. If I told you that you were going to make $2,000 today, but you'd have to pack it in in about an hour, what would you say? You'd say, no problem. I'm game. Let's do it. Then all of a sudden, an hour rolls around. You have all this money in your pocket. You think you're going to have three or four more trades that are going to double the money. And what happens? You give at least half of it back, if not more. We've all been there. You have to learn how to walk away. It's not easy. Let's take a look at stocks on the move. So while the S&P, at least in the pre-market overnight, was relatively quiet, we still had activity with stocks on the move. There's something for everybody. We had Autodesk hit. We're going to take a look at that one. DG, we'll take a look at that one. ANF, SJM, which is Smuckers, that didn't hit. PNR didn't hit. The next one didn't hit. And the last one, FlowServe, didn't hit. Now, one of them was a little bit of a heartbreaker. So we are going to look at one of the ones that didn't hit just because, well, just because. We'll start with PNR, and you can see what happened. It wasn't like a penny or anything, but it was pretty close. The low was 75.22. I was kind of locked and loaded. 75.05 was the number. And look at that rip-roaring rocket ride away. Two bucks in a flash. The takeaway, the numbers work. Sometimes they don't hit exactly. That's just the life of a trader. Pretty straightforward. Autodesk getting a buzz cut at the open. Two numbers on the board, 314.06, 310.10. They come into the first and second. They're close together. That means there's an equal case for either number. So therefore, they come in, they hit them both, spike it by a little bit. Your average is in the middle. If you're painting by the numbers, you have a rocket right away. The rest is history. You see what happened. The numbers work. You have to put this in perspective. Autodesk closed yesterday at 342. It looks like a falling knife in the morning. That's the appearance. However, they're headed to a destination. Once they get to the destination, they're going to either do one of two things. Turn around and go back in the other direction or hang out for a cup of coffee. So guess what? They did both. A lot of times, they do both. By the end of the day, they hung around for a cup of coffee, but they gave you the trade. You could see, if you look closely, how important these numbers are. Here, they hit it and bounced off. And down here, they came back to the second one and bounced off. Back to where? Back to the first. And then what? They stayed there 
all day until late afternoon and fell back to what? The second number. The numbers are important about DG. So here's what happened here. Another buzz cut at the open. Closing price yesterday was 234.83. So getting its haircut, it opened below the first number. So guess what? First number's off the table. We immediately look to the second number. They spiked it pretty good. We work on hourly closes. They didn't sniff the close at the hour. By that time, they were already back up. And then they went on their rocket ride. And you can see already made a high of 227.57 today off an entry of 220. The numbers work about Abercrombie and Fitch. So they had a close yesterday at 39.82. A little bit of a haircut at the open. Adjusted the numbers before the opening bell when they took another leg lower. Opened up a different kind of game for ANF. Guess what? Low in the first candle of the day was 35.11 against 35.15. About a few minutes later, the high was 36.50. Almost a buck and a half. Guess what? If you're a trader and you're not taking profit on a buck and a half rocket ride in a minute or two, then it was your first trade. So it gave traders whatever they wanted in terms of profit. The base hit and then some. What happened later? They did another deal. Came down to the second number and did the deal again at the second number. The rest is history. You could see what happened. And yes, repeat after me, the numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, yesterday they came back into the moving averages and now they're pulling back. And remember we discussed that even though they could and they still can get to 225.50, 226.00 in that neighborhood, that was going to be another bout of overhead resistance. Because they were coming from so far, it was going to stretch out the IWM on the daily chart, and therefore, we're not surprised yet again to even see them rejected from the moving averages. All markets act and react the same for the most part. Obviously, we have divergences. The IWM and the transports might be going in opposite direction of the S&P and the Dow and the NASDAQ in any given day. But for the most part, if you're getting a larger move, so for example, the S&P 500's down 20, 25 points, you're usually going to see most of the markets follow suit on a day like that. Here's the weekly chart. Tomorrow's the end of the week. It'll be interesting to see where we are by the weekly close. So we had the reversal candle. They ran a test of the lows. They're back up above the important number. So again, all in all, from a weekly chart perspective, if they can get back above the 20 period moving average, then guess what? They're back in business to 2550 to 226 in that neighborhood is the zone of a weekly chart breakdown candle high. And you can see what's going on. If they can push through that, they have a chance to go back to the highs. That's the read. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. I'm not saying they will do that. I'm saying if they did that, then the next thing would turn bullish. This is still a very, very important spot. This low right here, 209.05 on a weekly close. That's a weekly candle. It's a low. It's an important pivot low. And therefore, that weekly close is the Irene week. What about the folks down at the transportation department? 14,760. I stand by that as an important number. They closed above it yesterday, back below it today. Tomorrow, maybe the third day is a charm in one direction or another. We'll see where they close tomorrow. 14,650 is a secondary number. They really need to stay above that on daily closes 
to have a chance to rally again in the transports. Don't discount a rally. Because you had a down day across most of the markets, don't discount the fact that they can still goose the tape. They do it all the time. It's hard to kill a bull. We all know that. The folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people, a little bit of a down day. But again, we're not going to make a federal case out of it. It's down less than six-tenths of 1%. So what we're going to say about it is above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until it's not. It was a down day by $2.20 or so, 0.6-tenths of 1%, period, full stop. Similar situation for the XLF. They're trying to get to new highs again. They weren't able to do it, so they came down a little bit. They're above all the moving averages. That's the way I'm looking at the XLF. I'm not making a federal case out of a one-day down type of situation. Smash Mouth, pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Actually was up today, a little bit of a divergence. Is it trying to tell us something? Does it want to play canary? They're above all the moving averages. Trend is your friend, so therefore... Up half a buck, down half a buck, doesn't really matter. It's basically a flat day, and we're going to leave it at that for Smash Mouth. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.